previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Shuffling through the trench coat. Just want to crack it like a creme brulee. Faye Jones isn't good at thinking, so she's just going to grab a double-headed axe. Transform into a goat. Back into the tin when we're finished. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums come together, have a drink and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. You join us now for part two of our quest special. That's right, we're doing a four-part fantasy quest adventure using the quest RPG system. There's story, there's puzzles, there's fighting, there's funny. We think you're going to love it. If you have not listened to part one, then quickly hop back, listen to that first, then rejoin us now at part two. This is a four-part special recorded over a six-hour monster recording session. Boy, oh boy, was it intense. All just for you lovely people, you. And none lovelier than our brilliant, excellent Patreons. And in particular, we'd like to give a special thank you to Delana Andrews and Caroline Hardman. Thanks so much to everybody on the Patreon programme, keeping the wind in our beans, the hair on everybody's head but mine, and the podcast generally online. If you're interested in the programme, check it out over at patreon.com slash the infinite escape room. Anyway, back to the show where we quickly reintroduce ourselves, having just come back from a wee-wee break. Hi, I'm Mike Collins. I am playing Clam Stromlington, the bard naturalist, and I'm now drinking um, a Mallow Quest Shandy. Fabulous. So I'm Bailey, and I'm play- playing Bailey Nita Jones, uh, the half-orc fighter, and I'm now um, drinking a lovely little pint of Magnus Cider. And I'm Ben Levy Griffiths, playing Forkware Quendine, uh, the halfling wizard. And uh, this episode, I am drinking a Reverend James beer. I'm Jamie. I'm playing the three goblins in a trench coat, Lux, Duck and Bugger, uh, the spy. And I'm on the uppers and the downers right now. I'm drinking a coffee as well as a bottle of San Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> Vodka Red Bull for people in their mid-30s. Uh, I'm... I'm Tony Conway, uh, and I'm playing the role of the guide. So I'm I'm voicing all the NPCs and uh, narrating the action as it happens to these characters. It happens to you. You have no agency. I'm the puppet master. No, that's not true. More information about our characters and abilities can be found in the episode show notes. Previously on uh, the Infinite Escape Room Finite Adventure Quest... Uh, our adventurers found themselves, or, or our, our regular players, found themselves in the bodies of adventurers uh, Bailey and Ata Jones, Forkwer Quendian, Clam Strummington, and Lux Duck and Bugger, aka Ellis, three goblins in a trench coat. Uh, the players found themselves in a cavern underground where they solved a funny little puzzle with some uh, basins that they had to put stuff in. Uh, there's some mysterious poetry and a little wooden token uh, that they carry away with them. They fought a very scary uh, blood jelly, which was trying to eat them, but with some fancy footwork from a shape-shifted goat clam uh, and some fiery action from Forkware, the, uh, the, the jelly was defeated. And they've just caught up with their patron for this particular mission that they're on, Theodoric the Historian, who is hoping to find uh, some mysterious treasure that he's not fully revealed at the end of uh, this, this treasure hunt that you're on. The, the end of the last session, you all decided to head into town to go to the Crystal Bazaar, which uh, you and Theodoric have figured is one of the locations mentioned in this poem that you've got the first few lines of, uh, to see what you can find. 
Uh, I believe at the end of the last session, we agreed that you could all learn one new ability. Uh, so what, what have we all picked? Uh, so Clam Strumlington has learned the ability Thorn, because he's Ooh. thorny, um, where he can open his palm, <laughs> conjuring a poisonous thorn, which he can then project at people. He can ejaculate th- thorns at people. That is the correct use of the term. Gross. Um, and if you, you you roll that like an attack, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so you, you, you might fail. Uh, but if you get a 20, then you get... I, I get to cause uh, an allergic yeah, reaction. Yeah, you get to like give it a hideous allergic reaction so it can't see. That's gross. I love it. Ellis, Luck, Stuck and Bugger, what, what have you learned? <clears throat> so we've got an ability called Feather Hook, which is a magic grappling hook that sails through the air and attaches it. If you've anybody who's seen the Goonies, you see Data who's got the the pinches of peril. Sure. To grab something. It's basically that. O- opens the trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfection. Uh Fulquare, Ben. Uh Fulquare has uh learnt the uh to conjure a familiar. I guess it will come in any form as 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 required at the time of casting. Ooh. Nice. Um is that as a compliment to Boo? Oh, sorry, cry, you you rat friend. Yes, yes, it is, yes. Lovely. Not wishing to uh, uh, to, to send cry into battle uh, to, to die another death. <laughs> Don't think Falkirk uh, can take it. Yes, and Bailey, what ability have you learned? Uh, Bailey to Jones has indeed learnt flow now that she understands the game. And, uh, <laughs> and so when you roll a, a 20 on a basic attack, you'll briefly enter a state of intense focus. After completing your initial track, you may immediately make one basic attack on each enemy within reach. These uh, wow. these attacks are automatically successful. Nice. Yeah. We better hope for some twenties. Yeah, that's that's the, that that's just a lot riding on the twenties. So, but absolutely <laughs> cool. Okay, so uh, we are heading towards the Crystal Bazaar. You walk into, or you you come across this uh, huge cross shaped building. Uh, and you can see from hundreds of meters away the the glass dome uh, that that is vaulted over the center of it. Uh, huge, um, almost mother of pearl glass uh, uh, dome made out of lots of different geometric shapes and patterns, all folding up into one big gold spire that sticks out of the top. You come in through the main entrance, and you find yourselves in a very high, very open building. Um, it's almost almost like a cathedral or something like that, you know, very high ceiling um, or like a Victorian. Uh, it's what I imagine the Crystal Palace, a Crystal Palace looked like before it burned down. That's I'm not suggesting anything here. In, in the centre of it, you can see uh, there is a sort of rich, lush indoor garden, almost like a um, like a big greenhouse at Kew or something like that. Uh, and then on each of these I don't quite know what the right word is, but each of these sections that come off from the middle, you can see all sorts of interesting, exciting uh, stalls and products and people demonstrating different things uh, in this bazaar. So as you as you come into the middle uh, to this uh, g- glass-domed garden at the centre of this legendary market, a spectacular illusion appears in the air. And it's a woman that you all recognise, uh, having been in this city for a few days of uh, welcome to the Crystal Bazaar, she says, where we make your dreams real. And you recognise this as Brell, who is a uh, she is a phenomenal uh, magic engineer, creates exciting products. I think we've already come across at least one of them in Four Quest Pack, um, uh, who sells all of these exciting magic wares at this, the Crystal Bazaar. Her main space of operations 
uh, and she is now sort of glad handing and shaking hands and chatting to people uh, in the garden and, and pointing people off in different directions to go and see different products. I'm just saying this, like that description. Again, this is internal thoughts, maybe rather than Billionaire Jones, but it sounds a lot like the um, geometric patterns in the semicircle and the spike coming off it when we were underground, and the the magic box which Ben put the tent in. Poor Quay was thinking the same thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Unfortunately, no way of knowing because it's all internal thoughts. <laughs> it's all, but also poor <laughs> Quay. <laughs> got into Bailey's mind maybe and thought that's what she's thinking she just hasn't got the oh, hasn't got the ability to say you know fighter mind um, um so i don't know sorry i'm just choking on my water uh yeah so there's there's this big magic department store to look around there's all sorts of exciting shit what do you want to investigate uh, Clam would very much like to browse the magical department store, um, like a like a kid in a Absolutely. magical department store. Yeah, um, sure. So, what I'm going to tell you is, I've got uh, I've set this aside in a document for you. Goodness me, sorry. <laughs> and there was only ever one episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's going to be it's a, it's a yeah, it's going to be a, you know one of those masterpieces. Van Gogh wasn't uh, appreciated in his time, and I'll become the next great GM after I'm dead. <laughs> As finite um, as they come. <laughs> so I'm going to copy across... Um, yes, exactly. Uh, a link to a document. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, should all have access to. Uh, yes. So this is the stuff that is available in the store. Ooh, um, okay. That you can all look around and see. So we've got Brel's Boat in a Box. We've got Brel's Bountiful Banquet. Brel's Charismatic Couture. The Endless Quest, The Everlasting Bear. There's a whole bunch of things on this list. Um, if there's any one of them that you're particularly interested in seeing, that's great. Uh, if you want to have a closer look at the building or talk to Brell or talk to any of the traders then, or sorry, Brell's staff who are the kind of uh, uh, floor sales uh, folks here, then you're you're more than welcome to. Oh, this is good. Uh, I think <clears throat> I'm, I'm joining browsing yeah. this. Yeah, I know. I think Alice... There's the, the item catalogue for this game is... Great. Yeah. I think we'd make a beeline for the uh for Brill's boosters, the the winged shoes to make our okay. our walking speed a little less ungainly. <laughs> yeah, so Brill's boosters are a pair of sturdy leather boots with wings on the side. When worn they allow the user to glide across the ground as if they're skating on ice. Uh, and you can also spend an AP uh to to get an extra long jump that allows you to jump across gaps that you normally wouldn't be able to. If the if you are trying to jump too big uh, a gap, a gap that is beyond the boots' capabilities. They will keep you planted to the ground and stop you jumping. They'll they'll let you know that you're overreaching. Yeah. So uh, we just yeah give those a, a thorough a thorough inspection. These. Uh, uh, a young elf uh, woman with with pointy ears comes over to you and says, "Hello, can I can I help you in any way?" I don't know what voice. I'm, what I don't know where she's from. <laughs> doing here. Cosmopolitan elf. Scott. Yeah. Hello. We are we are a big and tall like you. This these boots. Um, if we wear these, we will be able to walk properly. Uh, sorry. Momentarily, this uh, young elf woman looks dumbfounded by the question, like genuinely confused because uh, they don't understand. First, firstly, because you're referring to yourself in the plural first person, which is confusing but then again you meet all sorts in an area it's a big city and she says uh 
what accent am I doing? I can't do a Welsh. I'm not doing a Welsh accent. It's just happening now because but <laughs> it was like dialing it up. And it's now my, my brain is just going there, even though I, I've always told Do it, Tony. Do it. Do it. Oh, God. Um, and I, I'm really stuck now. Where's she, where's she from? She's, uh, she's the, Australian. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I can't promise that they'll make you walk any better than you already do, sir, but they will make you... Uh, Graceful when you're trying to move across oh, the ground quickly. It's a really good Aussie yeah. accent, by the way, Tony. Yes, really good. Well, we do struggle a little bit with walking like normal people do, so I think this will be useful for us. Yes, we will take these boots. Uh, okay, sir, that's great. Um, how will you be paying? What? <laughs> uh, p- payment, sir. They, n- nothing comes for free in the Crystal Bazaar, I'm afraid, apart from... The exciting experience of being here and potentially meeting Mr. Brell, Mrs. Oh. Brell, Ms. Brell. Okay. Um. Brell's written as a man in the book, but I decided Brell was going to be. Um, <clears throat> so we shuffle through our trench coat pockets to try and find some things. That, um, lint. Um, what's this? A tooth? <laughs> don't know who that is. She's holding her hands <laughs> out. Um, like, <laughs> I don't know what this, this one is. You can have that one. And uh, and uh, okay. And, and the dagger comes out. Uh, and this dagger. There you go. Will that be enough? Perhaps we can see what we can do. Why don't you come with me to one of the sales desks? Okay, and okay. I pocket everything out. else and just put it back in. <laughs> she's like <laughs> wiping her hands on her jumper. Like she's wearing. They're all wearing waistcoats. They're all wearing like um, some maroon waistcoats with gold trim, and she's like trying to wipe the the rankness off. And she takes her over to a sales desk uh, uh, to to try and barter this dagger away. Um, I think yes. You can have some boots. Why not? Uh, we'll, we'll swap your your Thank dagger you for some much. boots. Oh, these fit lovely. Oh, what is what is this button on on the I uh, press pre press the button on the tongue and just one leg goes. <laughs> 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 wow! Just pulls you onto the like you fall over backwards. <laughs> little uh, this is amazing. Little, little legs flying around everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. This is the button you squeeze on the tongues of the boots to activate the extra long jump. Um, I won't charge you any AP for that because you didn't go anywhere. Uh, but that is it's powerful. Uh, okay. Um, great. Bailey. Bailey and Ata. What's, what's, oh, I, what's your course of action in this place? Oh, I really like the look. Are you, are you looking at products or are you looking for something else? You know, what's, what's the plan? Mm. Well, I just think Brel's Everlastic Beer looks really cool. Um, the gummy beers that make you like mm. like Alice in Wonderland big, or because I think she she'd love to be bigger, even though she's six foot nine. I think, um, <laughs> she'd love to be even bigger. But um, I don't know. I think I think Bailey Nature's would just be like scoping out the landscape, maybe seeing if there's any kind of weapons, you know, like that Ooh, kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, or maybe maybe yeah. somewhere to grab an ale and just wait out and just kind of do a bit of people watching. Like, sure. You know. Why don't you? Why don't you roll for me as you kind of like you're trying to suss the suss the place out? And let's let's see what you learn. See if I learn anything. Uh, oh, 18. 18. That's great. Yeah. Okay. You there is a, a little like cafe kind of thing. So they're not serving ale, but they're serving coffees and, and cakes and things like that. You know, it's like a bookstore in the noughties. So you uh I'm just thinking black books to... so. <laughs> when exactly. they write yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
so they they you you, you sit down and, and and are served a a very nice cup of coffee actually it's very enjoyable it might not necessarily be to Bailey's taste but and they bring it yeah. to you in like a bucket you know they bring you a really big <laughs> one because you're massive right you're what oh, you're like seven foot tall or something nearly yeah. So, uh, yes, they bring this. And as you're looking around, you actually notice the floor of the building has this really impressively elaborate tile pattern of, of like, all sorts of interesting geometric shapes, and it kind of matches what's going on on the roof and stuff. But then every, I don't know, every 10 metres or so, you actually spot a tile that has the same icon, that kind of graphic representation of the roof that you saw in the chamber underground at the beginning. So that that semicircle with the pattern on it and the spike, you 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 see that on the ground, and you notice that they're kind of arranged in a row, and the spike is always pointing in the same direction. Ah, so the um, the slip of paper um, to find the first, follow the signs beneath the starkling crystal dome. Perhaps we could follow this path. Mm. Um, okay. So, maybe you need yeah. Jones told anyone this yet? That she's well, that's up to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell everyone. Obviously, we're good. Uh, we're all the quest pals. So uh, yeah, sure. let's go for it. I yeah, I mean, I, I think Clam well, joined you for that coffee. To be honest, because this is all beyond his ken. This stuff. He's not. He's not clever. <laughs> he's not so, smart. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clam, cool. do you know? Uh, do you notice those uh, tiles. I notice. I re- I, I recognise the uh, the symbol. It's what we saw in the um, underneath. The end, uh, the sorry, she's not very good <laughs> in the upside down. Yeah, the, the underground. Um, what do you <laughs> think? The what do you think it means? Clam shrugs. He had not noticed these. <laughs> <laughs> now he, he's like, oh yes, I, I absolutely did notice these uh, these p- tiny patterns uh, that you have not just pointed out to me this second. I shall alert the rest of the gang. Everyone has a, an ideal and a flaw on their character sheet, and I believe that Clam's flaw is uh, oblivious. Yeah, Clam's flaw is oblivious. So that that really tracks with what we're seeing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm inconsistent uh, to my character. Absolutely. Okay, so you um, are, are you going off to find the others, or are the two of you just following this together? Um, I think... And Fort, we, Fort did you join them for coffee? Oh, actually, I think... I feel like Fort would have joined them for coffee. Yeah, yeah what's Fort doing? Oh, there was cake involved, of course, yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we're just leaving... Right? You, yeah. Are we leaving Alice, like, with his boots? <laughs> we're having a great He's time, don't worry. Bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you follow you follow the signs, and they go a they go a bit of a sort of wiggly circuitous route around a few of these the, these tiles on the floor through a few different sections of the store, and you get to see some of the some of the um, items in action. You see somebody like smacking the button on the side of a tent in a tin. You haven't had a chance to use yours yet, and it you know pops up into this huge. It's like a marquee, basically, right? It's, it can house up to thirty people. Uh, you see that going on, and you see uh, a, a, one of the shop floor people. Uh, taking an everlasting bear and shrinking down to half their size and then having another one and growing to double their size. And it's all very exciting. And then you get to the, you get to a point where the tiles are pointing towards a door that looks like it's staff only. Uh, and you can see it. In fact, you can see it written on the door. It says staff only. And you can see a couple of shop staff loitering around in front of this door, sort of keeping an eye on things and, and, hmm. So they point towards that, and then they stop. I would very much like to be behind this door. Is there a? Are there any visible uh, apertures or anything in the door? What, like a keyhole or something like that? Yeah. Or a? I mean, yes, there is a. There is a keyhole. It's a door with a lock. 
but there's not like a big hole in it or a window or anything like that that you mm. can see through. I was vaguely contemplating turning myself into a fly. Oh, oh sure. I mean, like, look. It, it's it's a you know late medieval, early modern kind of building, so there, there are bound to be some. What's the smallest you can go down to? Housefly. It's, it's a fly. This housefly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you 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 could probably find it. You could probably fly through the lock or something. Yeah. Like that. It's like a big chunk. I mean, it was either that or transform into a rhinoceros and just kind of walk through it. But um, I feel like the play, you've feel like already the got a billionator, so you yeah. don't need a rhino. <laughs> um, one of Forquay's abilities is that he can uh, teleport uh, to a location sure. nearby. Oh. So um, can I use one AP to teleport Absolutely. to the other side of the door? Is that the blink ability you're using there? It is, yes. Okay, great. Yeah, by all means, burn that point and uh, you can uh, pop to the other side. I'm just saying as well, just one of Bailey Jones's uh, abilities to provoke. So, and I mm. could maybe distract while you're like doing all this. I don't know if, if needed, but just so that's mm. something I can well, do. I, think, I mean, I think we're fine. For, but... Yeah. Yeah, for now, I for think Falkware yeah. is pretty unassuming, right? Like he, he doesn't stick out yeah. he keeps he keeps very quiet and anonymous so he i guess you like you step behind some shelves or something like that and then it, the, the the text of the ability says you teleport to a location of your choice you vanish leaving behind a gentle gust of wind and then instantaneously reappear nearby which is just very funny um i like <laughs> the to incantation. make a little fart sound yeah like yeah I was... as you say the yeah. the incantation is joined with a huh! and then <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> So you, um, you, yeah, you you make your little fart noise, and and, and a couple of people's heads turn like sniffing. Uh, Did you do to that? Figure out what yeah. what that was. Was that you? Was that yeah. you? you start an argument uh, between a couple. Where she's like, "Stop farting in public!" It wasn't me. Gone. It wasn't me. Yeah, God. Uh, yeah. So you you teleport. You blink into this uh, to the other side of this door, and you are in a um, basically like a storeroom. Mm-hmm uh it's it's there's crates all over the place with various you know grell items in it and stuff like that uh it's it's mostly at the moment it's tent in a tin uh a new shipment that's come in from the magic factory outside of town i don't know uh i don't know about supply chains so yeah you you you're in this kind of storeroom basically and it's it, there's there's a torch on the wall it's dimly lit does it look like i can open the door from the uh inside you can try. Uh, Forquet tries to open the door from the inside. Not not like swing it open, just like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. see that it is unlocked. Yep. Um, why don't you roll for me? We'll see what the outcome is. Oh, sorry, that was 11. Uh, that's a success. Okay. You, you push the handle down and uh, you feel the door yield as you give it a very gentle pull and it opens slightly and you stick your head and you can see through the gap the three people on the other side who are sort of milling around outside it, but they don't notice that you've done this. So you can, if you want to shut the door again, carefully, you're, you're more than welcome to. Let's uh, let's shut the door up again, because I probably shouldn't be in here, um, and have a little look around the crates. Yep. Uh, okay, so you're having a sort of sniff around the room, let's say, uh, looking at stuff. And you spot one corner of the room is kind of damper than the others, uh, uh, and you can actually see that there's... Some of the stucco work on the wall, the, the sort of plastery stuff, looks fresh and not very well done compared to the rest of the room, which is like quite well constructed. You know, this is a 
this is an old building that stood the test of time. It's been here for a long, long time, and it's been a lot of other things. You, you, that's one of the things Theodoric mentioned to you before you left, that this hasn't always been Brel's Crystal Bazaar. It's been a couple of other things before that, uh, you know, like the city market and stuff like that. Very tempted to take my dagger and to uh, see if I can scrape some of this sort of um, damp plaster mm-hmm. off of the wall. Yeah, sure. Um, so you you get in there with your knife and give it a wiggle around and, and scrape away. And the the rest of the room is like very obviously solid brick, but behind this, it seems like a basically a stud wall, like or, or uh, what's it called, dot and dab type thing, like just very fairly temporary shoddy looking interior wall type stuff where it should be a lot sturdier um com- well the rest of the room is much sturdier mm, possibly a fake wall yeah. wondering whether clam could join Fourquart at this point yeah sure i mean we should we should and let's I'll try and get like, in with Fourquart. well I mean, yeah. why don't why don't we like meet up? well we could we could meet up with ls and b yeah and Come like we could, we could. I mean, because I, I could just like you know, I could I could fly in as a fly or something. But if we like create a distraction somewhere to see if we can get past these people, or maybe we could just talk to them and see if they'd let us in. <clears throat> they might just let us in. Yeah. Uh, I I've got an ability called disguise, so if I am oh. able to find bits and pieces from around the shop to maybe look like a member of staff, I could try and convince them to let everybody through. Oh, oh, trying to look like a supervisor or health and safety. So the wording here, yeah. The wording here for that disguise move is anytime you're in a room like a bedroom, armory, or office, you may find objects to use. So uh, if you can find a room like that, or maybe like get behind a counter without anyone noticing you, then yes, you can absolutely use this. Can I Um, find a a disused clipboard and try and steal that? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's say. Oh, oh, no. Let's let's say. I've got a way around this. I've got a way around this. We could do. Go on. So there was the sales desk right earlier, yeah? So. Yeah. If Balinator and I cause a distraction by having, I don't know, a big shouting match all of a sudden, then um, LS and B could get behind the sales desk to do their disguisey nonsense. Would that would that work as a, as a course of action we could attempt? You could if you want to, yeah. Let's get extra. Your yeah. mother was the green giant. And your father was one of the Hulk's balls. Balls? <laughs> what? Oh, God. Oh, I've got to think of something now. Oh, the green giant. I the thought green... you said the grain giant. I didn't understand what the grain giant was. The jolly grain giant. Yeah, That's it's my, the, it's my accent. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I don't understand vowels. <laughs> I, th- uh, I think I think Nato would just look at him and just give him a little slap. Just, uh, just no words. Which, like, I go flying. Like, which gives him a concussion, <laughs> let's be honest. Pushing through a wall. Yeah. To keep my mom's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> yes. My giant mom's yes. name. Keep my, uh, yeah, my giant cool. green mom's name out of your fucking mouth. And then give you a bit of a Will Smith smell. Will Smith. Smell of Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> that was Great. that was good, uh, Jamie. I like that. Cool. You guys have had a weird argument. Jamie's managed to put his costume together again. Okay. So now like Stuck and Bugger look like, don't really look like a member of staff. <laughs> put all of this on over the uh, trench coat. You're a little sort of wobbly, tottering green goblin. But you're wearing the boots, like, and most, a lot of the staff are, you know, like they look like they're visibly wearing or using the, the you know, they sort of live the brand. Gross. 
and you uh, have the hat and the clipboard and the vest, the 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 waistcoat. So you 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 are now ready to stroll up to the door and and look like a supervisor. I don't know if you want to call attention to yourself or you just want to let yourself in. Um, I will. I will. I think we'll just we'll just walk towards the door with that air of superiority, like we we belong there, and yep. just we point at Clam and Bailinator and just try try to make our voice sound not like a so three goblins in a trench coat. The, for, for, for the listeners there, come, Jamie, for the come hither gesture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a, um, doing a come hither gesture. Crikey! Um, are we all, no erotic role play. <laughs> is that with all three like sets of you know all all three goblins well, come hither? That, that, the that's a good question. Actually, yeah. is like so while 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 Jamie's inhabiting this body, have you got used to having six arms and six legs yet? Like, not you, yet. Are you able to? Okay, so you're still like. When you're walking with your little feet on the ground, the other two sets of feet are like kicking backwards and forwards at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, so you, you get, basically Perfect. you can see you can see the area where our nipples would be. Just start to do a little little Charleston with the <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So yeah, as we do the come the gesture with the main arm, you just see two other claws from the nipple area and the crotch area slide out and also do similar come hither gestures very subtly. Clam doesn't need telling Amazing. twice. He here it comes. <laughs> And we strode towards the uh, the staff room door, barely glance at the staff around, and then go to open the door with Clam and Bailey Nitter behind them. Fab. Excellent. I'm just pouring myself a beer one moment. <laughs> For added effect, we'll just gaze at the clipboard and furrow our brow yep, a little bit. Yeah, just sort of thoughtfully contemplating. Like, like somebody's going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. Who's next? <laughs> um, cool. Okay. So, you, yep, the three of you make it up to this door. Um, you are in this disguise, which makes you look uh, very <laughs> official, despite looking like a sort of weird clothes hanger with legs. Um, I don't know whether we... I mean, there's an element of jeopardy of you inviting two randoms in, but I guess if you look like a supervisor, that maybe they look around and sort of one of them raises an eyebrow of like, what's that? And you... you Tap the clipboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I try, try to make our voice sound a little bit lower. Do, do not yeah. question the clipboard. He said three times. <laughs> My authoritar. <laughs> um, great. Okay, cool. So, yes, you 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 managed to get in, and there's Fourquare waiting for you in, in this storeroom. Silently pointing at the wall <laughs> with a dagger in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Holding his little dagger up. Clam considers turning around and leaving. <laughs> it does look dead. Well done. <laughs> this is the 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 clip of the from the Simpsons of Ralph going. I'm in danger. <laughs> um, jolly good. Okay. Uh, okay. So what are you doing? So I don't. Forquad, do you want to explain your findings so far to us? <laughs> I think it's fairly evident. <laughs> okay. Uh, fake, fake wall. I mean, um, I I have um, I have a way of getting through a fake wall. It's called form of a moose. Um, or I turn into a moose and just walk forwards until the wall's not in front of me anymore. Um, so I guess, um, unless anybody's got a more subtle way, I'll give that a go. Well, Millie, I could just push just one of you through, through it. Through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckle dusters, but I'd rather see a moose do that, to be honest. So okay. uh, let's go for it. So, yeah. I'm cool with this. I do want you to roll. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'll, um, I'll, I'll deduct my AP first as well. 
Yep. I was um, going to say, how much EP do you have, Mike? Because you've used this. It's going down. It's going yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> That's all right. Well, the the you know when you when you get stuff done, you 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 win more. So it's okay. Okay. You so yeah, roll roll for me. Okay. And we'll see so, whether there's any. Okay. So first of all, fall turn into a moose and gently start pushing myself into the wall. Form of a moose. Um, and let's roll. Hey, okay, that's an eleven. Good. All right. Nice. So you you managed to drive one of your massive. I mean, mooses are huge. I, look, this this isn't a big room. There's not a lot of space in here, but somehow you managed to make it work without like knocking over every box around you with your massive antlers. The antlers are like twelve feet across, aren't they? They're enormous. Anyway, antler into the uh, into this shitty bit of wall, and you smash it down in a way that's subtle enough that no i mean it's busy out in the shop right it's noisy there's lots of chatting so nobody nobody notices people are expecting to hear the shuffling of boxes and crates and stuff like that here and walls so you you bust through this wall and i don't know that you can fit through this in the form of a moose okay but let's roll with it anyway i think it's fine so you all step through this hole in the wall and you find yourselves on a ledge looking down at another cavernous underground chamber much bigger than the last uh, rough hewn from the stone and suffused with bright light. Uh, there is a reservoir below you, a couple of hundred meters across, and it has a small island in the center. And you can see some kind of moving mass on that island, um, large blue-white blocks shuffling around on the shore. And beyond that, there is a kind of circular wall right in the middle of this island, maybe 50 feet high, like it's a big wall. This is a big cavern, and there's a big wall there. And you can see what looks like Maybe a tiny doorway in the middle, but you're not quite sure, which is flanked by torches. Beyond that door, you don't know what's beyond there. You can't see past it. Okay. Hmm. Uh, is there any way to get to the island? Or, or we should probably look around, sorry. Uh, We're way above, aren't we, on a ledge? Yeah, you're, you're, I don't know, you're probably about 100 feet up, something like that. Okay. So you're looking down into this this big chamber. Uh, from the side. Okay. Uh, oh. Does any? It's the kind of jump down onto the sort of shore below you that would break definitely break a lot of bones mm. if you did it unaided. Yeah. My feather hook could be used as a as a Ooh. rope to dangle down, but it says you. It says you can tie any length of rope to the hook. Do we have rope <laughs> on our persons? Yeah, I think we can assume that somewhere between you and someone's pack, there's a bit of rope. I mean, you, you know, if you want to add it to your inventory, just say, I have some rope. Yeah, cool. It came, it came, it came with the hook. <laughs> so your your plan here is to, like, attach it and use a sort of reverse. Yeah. Like a, a counterbalance against it to gradually go down. Yeah, so just take the take the feather hook potentially out of, out of the trench coat, slam it into mm-hmm. a, a nice solid bit of the ground, let the rope dangle down into the... The reservoir, then climb. Down oh, okay. And... So you're just using it as a grappling hook. You're not using the, the kind of magic of it where it um, floats up. You're just just use it as a box standard hook, and then okay, when it sure. when we're at the bottom, just give it a give it a jimmy, and then get That's the hook back. You go. Cool. Okay, that sounds great. All right, you go down the rope, and you find yourself on the shore of this reservoir. Um, it's like black black sand beneath your feet. Uh, and, yeah, a few hundred metres of water between you and this island in the middle. Uh, you can see the sort of shifting mass on the shore. 
well, uh, I don't know how confident you all are as swimmers. I can't imagine Fourquare swimming like half a uh, kilometre. He got his uh, five uh, metres badge. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a problem. In the shallow end. Not a problem, because old, your old pal Clam has the power to give you all gills. Um, oh, sure. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, so he's got the gills power, uh, where I can enchant a small amount of water in a container that I'm holding, and I have my magical brandy. I spritz mm. the water on a creature, uh, and they go small, visible gills, uh, allowing them to breathe under the water for up to an hour, which gives me enough to enchant up six people. So I'd like to enchant Great. my magical brandy. Yeah. I'll deduct, I'll deduct my rapidly diminishing pool of AP, and uh, yeah, that's the point of the game. Uh, go, come, come hither and sprinkle magical brandy on everybody. Ooh. Like a delicious yeah, aftershave, like dab it on. D- I think Bailey Natick could probably, if, if Fulquar holds on, she could just swim for and drag him along it, and he can breathe. It's less than, than being able to breathe underwater and more than like going now, anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, she's just a lot, she'll cover more surface area, I'm just thinking, than like your, your, little, your little flippers, little limbs. Just a, just a thought. I guess this is you've used up all six of those charges because you've got luck stuck and bugger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please oh, yeah, sprinkle fun. them out. Please That's sprinkle them on our nipples and crotch. Otherwise, I don't want our middle or bottom to drown. <laughs> okay, you don't want to asphyxiate your nuts. Man, it uh, really yeah, is lucky. Yeah. It's six charges. If it said five or four, yeah, it, it is. It is. Could I could I use um, could I activate my Brel's boosters then instead to try and jump the. Why don't you why don't you try it and I'll tell you that it's too far. Okay. Um yeah, so we pre- like like a pair of Nike Air Jordans, we try to pump up the uh the, the Bells Booster by pressing the tongue to try and leap across. Uh yeah, and you feel as you kind of lean forward into the jump, uh you feel the boots like pull back uh on you and and, and basically tell you no, it's too far. <laughs> no, thank you. Number five is oh, a <laughs> No disassemble. I'm We're getting a refund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you, you all have gills. Perhaps we can just walk across the bottom and have a little look at this island. It's a classic clam, always trying to walk across the bottom. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, you all wade into Boy. the water. You are lucky. Not, there's no... Horrible beasties in there. There's just, you know, it's just water. Mm. You get to the other side. And as you get to the other side and you all sort of start to get out of the water and you're up to about waist height and you can now see more closely in the the kind of soft glow of this room, you, you make out what these sort of shifting, moving blue blocks are. And you realise that it's inside these blocks. These blocks are ice. They're, they're large cubes of ice. And you can see inside of each one, there is a very large, probably about six inches long, ant. And its legs and, and mandibles are sticking out of the ice, and its antennae. And they are all shuffling around on the, uh, on the shore, looking rather threatening, I'd say, uh, these, these big, cold, scary blocks. And you can see they're like, there's some armor strewn about. There's a, a kind of pile of couple of piles of stuff that they appear to have built out of uh, shields and armor and old swords and things like that. So you, you, you get the feeling that maybe you're not the first to have come down here and, and tried to get past these ants. I feel that if we point at them and shout freeze, it won't do much. <laughs> yeah. Lol. <laughs> my finger was hovering over the button. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. I mean... 
Freaky ants. What are you going to do? Who Has wants anyone to got show? a flamethrower? Or, or maybe, um, Clam, you could turn into an ant and make friends with them. <laughs> I feel... I don't know. No. Clam Strumlington, the friendly ant. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like his jam. It doesn't feel like his... Uh, no, well, animal, you get a bit too at- friendly, yeah. You, you, you don't have to just move in one direction, right? Like, you've... You can go back the way you came. You could go anywhere. This is not, you are not sealed in here. Um, this is not like the classic escape room thing of you're, you're in it and you have to get out. This is, we, you're trying to get to the middle, but we could perhaps I, I go up or down the shore sealed in yeah. and go around them. Yeah. You, the, the four of you or six of you, uh, all walk around the outside of the island and there's just these, these ants are everywhere. Basically, they're like the whole, all the way around this, this, weird little tower thing in the middle of this high wall with the door in it. Okay. And it's just, oh, it's just ants on ants on ants. Ants on ants. I, in which, Bailey's idea is pretty good then. Clam would probably go against his instincts to turn into a not sexy animal. Um, well, how is a fly just, sexy or a moose? Like, Hey, fly with this really bad. To a lady <laughs> moose, a moose is pretty fucking sexy. Uh, hey, there may be some okay, lady ants. You, so you, you're transforming into a large ant. Form of a large ant. Uh, yeah, so you 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 shrink down uh, and scuttle out of the water. Um, I guess a large ant with gills. You're, you're maintaining the gills, uh, and you as you get close to them. I guess what you have the senses of. So they you you feel these things. Don't communicate with words. They're not a particularly verbal bunch, given that they don't have any kind of like noise glands. Gross. Um, <laughs> regrettable choice of words. But what you do feel is uh, there's like a a vibe coming off of them, um, and I think it, when you're back out of your ant form, you'll probably be be able to engage your thinking brain. Clam doesn't have a thinking brain. Uh, a scientist would tell you that this is like pheromones. Like they 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 communicate by producing feely stinks, hormony chemical stuff in the air that they they smell, and that acts as like a signal uh, that changes their behaviour. And basically, all you can get from this big crowd is two things: one, hungry; two, protect. Mm-hmm. So they they're hungry, and they will eat anything that comes close enough. And you can feel that, and you start to feel it yourself, like almost this overwhelming urge to to eat and two is protect you know don't keep the tower safe can i can i approach the tower in my anti-form uh yes um yeah it's a bit of a struggle but you managed to get up close are you going for the the doorway or are you what are you doing i think i'll go for the doorway my thinking being that mm-hmm. i could always like potentially catch a grappling hook on the other end or something if i can get up the tower and then get the rest of the gang up Interesting. Okay, so you you go over to the door, uh, and you are you like poking your head through? Or are you staying outside? Uh, I'll poke my head through. I think still in the form of an ant. Still in the form of an ant. Okay, you scuttle through just halfway through this door, and you see inside mm, an open space, probably uh, maybe ten meters across, something like that. Not not big, but not not tiny, like a the in- interior of this tower. And in the middle, you can see one of those little marble pedestals. But between you and that marble pedestal is a truly gigantic one of these ants with a much bigger, like, 
abdomen, thorax, like a much bigger, longer body. And this thing's like the size of a, this thing's about the size of a moose. This thing's enormous. Mm. Also encased in this huge block of ice, sitting kind of guard, basically, in front of this, uh, in front of this pedestal. And the smell that you get from it, the, the feel that you get is this one is in charge and this one wants to be fed. I would like to scuttle back to the rest of the gang at a, okay. a high rate of scuttle and revert yep. to man uh, form. Form of a man. Uh, after you've passed all the ants. After I've passed all the ants. <laughs> Once you're back in the water. Okay, so you're back in the water. Uh, you, are, you are now back in form of a clam man. Form of a clam. Yeah. No, not form of a clam. Form <laughs> of a clam. So does clam, do you feed this all back to us then? Ah, the feely smells. Instead of pheromones, the feely smells. Oh. They are hungry. <laughs> they are protective. And there is a big boy, a very big boy, on the inside in front of the pedestal. Right. <clears throat> does anybody have a method to kill a million ants encased in blocks of ice? <laughs> well, fire. No. Some powder. Yeah. Can can four quid kill them with fire? And I'm thinking ice as well and melt it. Or maybe maybe would something happen if if the ice melts? Do they I mean just just as a reminder, there are thousands of them. Mm. And they are what Clam has picked up is fighty. Like they're yeah, okay. they're, they're feeling pretty combative in their in their protection. Need some sort of chemical weapon like anthrax or something. Um, <laughs> we need. Uh, does this does this tower have any windows further up or other? No, damn, no. The, the there is a sort of soft glow throughout this place, uh, and disembodied light that obviates the need for windows. Ants can't fire arrows; they haven't the they haven't the joints, so yes. there's no arrow slots yet. <laughs> Give it time. Do we? None of us have anything on us that um, is sort of edible that we could feed. Mm. Not on you, but you're right, Ben. Oh, we, we are food. You, you've got options. Uh... <laughs> I'm wondering if we need to turn around and go back through the reservoir. Maybe there's something else on the other side that we didn't explore. Maybe where to go? Yeah, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, Bailey Nate is is oh. just like she's just ready to go. So like I think you you guys need to kind of take charge on this one because she's just gonna go mad. So, <laughs> so you need to kind of pull her down because like a Swansea girl in a hen night. Pretty much, yeah. She's on Wine Street and she's she's pumped up. She's arguing okay, so with the you, you... <laughs> She's arguing with an ant. Ant uh... ice. Bouncer. An ant bouncer. A bouncer. No. Um, You head back across the water. You're back on this black sandy beach. You head back up the rope, up to the ledge again. Um, Are you going further back? Are you going into the store? What are you doing? Oh, but it is a store. There might be food, something stored in there. Well, we saw I wonder if there's something in the catalogue that uh, may help us. Oh, oh, the magnificent morsels. Yes, um, there's also a bountiful banquet. Literally irresistible. <clears throat> uh, there's also one called a bountiful banquet that is a three-course meal for up to ten people or thousands of ants. <laughs> we could oh. get both. <laughs> I, uh, we were eyeing up the magnificent morsels early. I think Alice would have gone absolutely bananas to try little candies that have weird magical properties to them. So let's, yeah. <clears throat> Alice makes a beeline for the morsels. Okay, cool. 
um, the the you bump into the same sales representative, <laughs> this poor elf. And she's like, you again. oh, hello again, <laughs> sir. It's great to see you back. Uh, what can I help you with today? But the, is, is, it, is it like a tin or is it like a little sweetie bag? I think it's a little, like a little cardboard box okay. with a with this like cellophane insert, so you can see inside all the different colours. Okay, what were you going to say? These funny little beans. Uh, you're still in disguise. You still, you like, you look like a supervisor now. Uh, that's yes, true. That's true. But um, she's mm-hmm. like, she recognises. She's she's giving you a funny uh, look. Like, why are you wearing it? Did you, did you get a job uh, here? Are you a secret shopper? What's going on? Secret she's shopper. Pretty perturbed. I, I slowly un slowly unpin the name badge from the trench coat and just put it in the pocket for later. Just, <laughs> what do these do? They are Brel's magnificent morsels. They're incredibly delicious sweets for uh, the whole family. Uh, they are they are just. Delicious and wonderful, and everyone has a sort of exciting, mystical surprise. Oh, um, could we try one? Sure. Oh, superb. Uh, just pick ra- um, one at random. Yeah, let me... Uh, I hadn't thought about what <laughs> these might be. Um, uh, hang on a second. Are these going to be like the Harry Potter beans, where they're either like, oh, elderberry and joy, or, or, or come. Vomit. Oh, vomit. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two extremes you went to. Goodness me, so Please wrong. roll the dice to see what you get. <laughs> Goodness oh, me, so oh, wrong. Like, this tastes geez. like come. Oh, oh so or, Harry. I'm surprised you know what it tastes like, but thanks for the info. I won't have that one. <laughs> they're public school boys, of course they are. <laughs> yeah, let's face it. Um, or is it red wine puke? Just like harking back to Ben's uh, colleague. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So you try this thing and you. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling. I'm yanking something in from D and D here because I uh, like custom D and D because I couldn't couldn't think of a better way to do this. You try this thing, and uh, in your in your mind, in your eyes, you see very close by to you, just right next to you, a unicorn appears. Oh! Just standing in the aisle in the shop, just sort of standing there, looking impassively at you, sort of gently breathing out of its big unicorn nose. Uh, it kind of turns its big unicorn head towards you and, and uh, gives you a little nuzzle. Oh, where did you come from? You are, you are a very fancy boy, aren't you? Uh, it wasn't the top goblin that um, took the morsel. It's one of the ones from the centre. So he peeks out from within the trench coat and tries to pet the unicorn that isn't really there. <laughs> oh. Little piggy eyes, yeah. Is this like that bit in Ratatouille um, where he has like the perfect Ratatouille and like that whole... <laughs> Yeah, Proustian. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Sort of Proustian LSD. recollection. Like, yeah. So you you're here for yeah you're there for about sixty seconds, just carefully petting this unicorn, and then it disappears. Oh, it's gone. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, sir. Yes. We have no more daggers. What What do you require for these? Um, I, I, I'm trying to work out whether she's like. <laughs> uh, do you Do you work here, sir? Um, pick up the clipboard. Yes. Put the name badge back on. We are Keith. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you are you the new supervisor? A voice from within the trench coat goes, "Absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> She's like wide eyed. Like... We then move the mouse on the top goblin to make it just like a delayed. <laughs> Absolutely. <thing. laughs> <laughs> and she's she's just looking at you like, right? Well, you have a great day sir um you take i mean you know that's the prerogative of a manager is to take the products and move them as they need to so i'm just gonna go Fantastic. she just walks off she's what? had enough of so, this what is your name? interaction what is your name huh? barbara 
Barbara? <laughs> she says over her shoulder as she walks Barbara. off. Very good. You shall be recompensed at the next quarterly. And then um, we scarf. Okay. She's <laughs> yeah, have- like walking off. She's she's like she um she she's wearing a little hat, a different hat to you, like a you know, sales associate hat rather than a manager hat. She takes it off and stuffs it in her pocket and goes out for a cigarette. <laughs> You're the fucking weirdos you get in this place. I've had enough. So off she goes outside. We we scarf her back to the main group. How how many yeah, packs so you, does Alice get? There's, I think there's ten in a pack. Mm, well, nine now. Well, nine, yeah. 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 I'm just thinking. No, no, no. There was a sample bowl. Oh, yeah. There was a sample bowl. Oh. So you, you took one from the sample bowl. Cool. Just got a pack of 10. I'll put that in my inventory. Well, that'd be enough. So by sheer force of weirdness, you have managed to barter some, some <laughs> highly addictive sweets. So these sweets are irresistible to creatures. Perhaps they're irresistible to ants. We simply scatter one or two in the lake and then we waft in the direction of the ants. And hopefully they walk in and they die, they drown. Or because they are in ice cubes and displacement of water and da-da-da-da-da, they float. Either way, they are not a problem. Good, yes. They they may see a unicorn, but don't worry, it's not real. And if they try to pet it, they may fall in too, yes. Very good, very clever. Yeah. Cool. So should we fast forward to this yep, plan taking effect? Back, back through the broken moose okay. wall, down the tunnel, yeah, splosh yeah, through yeah. the lake yeah. with our gills. Yeah. Splish splash. It's like going uh, on a bee hunt. Are them beans? <laughs> um, we're going on an hunt. <laughs> we're not um, scared. <laughs> I'm a bit scared. I'm a little bit scared. Uh, so where where are you throwing the sweets? You throwing them in the water? You throwing them at the ants? What are you doing? Could we um, take one of the morsels, get you know a little bit closer to the ants, so that they can pick it up Ooh. the waft, and then retreat? Uh, you get up to the edge and or like as soon as you open the box there is this like surge as they all come towards and they don't get in the water but they are like baying for these sweets they can smell them and they are like losing their tiny little ant minds like in excitement metal gear solid when it spots you like like all the yeah exactly yeah yeah their little, all their little blue cones are focused on you Oh, so um, we take take one of the morsels and put them in the trench coat pocket, but we've got nine in the box. Go, would you like these? And then upend them into the l- middle of the lake. Come and get them. They surge forward towards the edge of the water, but they won't go in. Like, okay. they, can't, they can't get in the water. Oh, well, maybe we'll we can go- just use them to distract them so we can get to the tower. So if one of us takes one of the beans and puts it at like one side of the island, and the other one takes the other another bean and puts it on the other side then they all surge in that direction we keep it out of reach so they can't get to it and finish it off and then we just walk straight up to the tower nice so we'll, clam we'll clam takes in. yeah clam takes a bean and um, go for it clam yeah go for it boy you've, you've, you've not dumped them so deep in the water that you can't scoop them back out yeah. they are now very sticky like oh it's a sticky mess you each run to either side of the island uh with a couple of these sweets and the ants definitely go after you like you end up with a perfect like Moses parting the waves, this perfect path of ants up to the door. Fulquet so lifts his staff to mock parting the ants. <laughs> he feels yeah. very powerful. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay, so you're now up to this door. What's what's the plan? Let's go to the door and through it. The door is very small. Oh, no. Fulquet might fit through, but I'm not sure about the rest of you. Ah. Oh, the yeah, bloody... the elastic bees. Damn. And I was looking at them. Back to the shop floor? 
But but the ants will be back, so we need to buy more morsels as well. Well, they can't reach them. No, they can't be... get to the guests. Because they're not just going to... Yeah, I think the ants, are, the ants are not, like, clever. They're just all surging and all fighting each other to try and get to these morsels. Okay, so they'll be fighting by the time we come back. They won't have, like... I mean, some of them might be dead, but, like... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sounds reasonable. Okay. Yeah, so back, back up to the up, shop floor. Back up we go. Across the lake, Bailey. back on the shop floor, he's, through he's the like wall, just, out the store. Yeah. Oh, Knackered, I presume. Just want to smash a swimming. skull. An anti-skull. Well, yeah, so you find the Everlastic Bears. How are you, like, what's the approach here? Is Ellis just doing more I, sheer I, force of weirdness? I think... Um, I think, Cla- you've you've got more chance of of charming like bailey nate is just gonna like take him by force and cause a scene i don't so. think we even need charming i think we just do stock rotation i think what? we just un- under sure. i think under lsb's um kind of guidance so lsb sits there standing watching us with the clipboard we just rotate the stock and t- put it into the listeners can't see my inverted comma fingers As- bring it into <laughs> the stock room before we before we come out of the stock room for the first time let's uh pick up some Tent and a tins from this from the stock. Oh shit! And we'll there might be some in the stock room. Why is there any in the stock? Yeah, let's have a look in the stock room. We'll take a roll for that. Okay, go, uh, go on, Clam. Roll. Why is it you Clam do it, roll? Clam. Clam, give us a roll. Sixteen. You find a box Six. in the corner. Yeah. Um, of very out of date uh, Everlastics, but they look like they should be fine. They're non-perishable. Yeah, Everlastic bears. So just to give the description of those. Uh, shimmering magic gummy bears they appear to each contain a rainbow when consumed the gummy bear either makes the eater up to twice their original size or half their original size for up to an hour eating multiple gummies does not stack the effect the effect is limited by the user's surroundings so they won't make you so big that you would hurt yourself uh if you're in a very small space right i'm just saying if, cool. if we still are we still in with the, within the hour of gills i think you've got maybe 20 minutes left there's before a, Mike has to spend some more AP to, there's to a, do there's it There's a boat in a box as well, as I can see in the list. So, but that's, we'll, we'll crack on. I'm just yeah. thinking if there's anything no, that, that Bailey, you're making a very strong point. Let's raid the shit out of this stock Yeah, room. I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> just if there's anything else. Uh, so, yeah, all right. If, if you want to find this boat in a box, why don't you roll and we'll see if there's any in here. Do you want me to roll? Yeah, Bailey, go for it. It's your idea. Ah, oh, five. Oh, no. Ooh. That's a five. That's a Fail. failure. Oh, no. You are rooting around in here, shoving stuff about. Basically, none of you are giving any care for the fact that there's, like, a shop full of people outside. And uh, oh, you arouse the suspicions of a member of staff who comes in <laughs> and is like, uh, what's going on in here? Yeah. Who are you? Like, pointing at all of you, like, what's going on? What? Are you new? Uh, pointing at uh, LS- LSB, uh, like what is? Uh, no, you all need to. You can't be in here. This is a staff only room. Get out! Get out! What are you doing in here? Oh dear! Um, scram! Down the run. hole! Um, down the hole! <laughs> <laughs> I think through the wall, down the hole. Can I silence him? <laughs> what does that mean? Pushing for a wall. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it does what she does best. I mean, you could att- you could physically attack him if you want. Um, only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Only a little rougher. Um, uh, I mean... Okay, let me just... How I much don't... HP does a regular person have? All right, cool. Go on. Should I try and, like, 
just like just give him a little punch. Bailey, it's your swing your battle axe. Decision. I'm not going to swing my battle axe. Like that's a bit much. But I'm not going to chop it in two. I mean, I might not. Like my my dice. Like my last dice was not good. <clears throat> you can make an unarmed attack. Like you can yeah. punch him. I just that's for all. One that's damage. all. Just like like that. Like in the knock him out. All right, I'm going to. Okay, like, okay well, is is that all right? I'm going to do it. Yeah. Fifteen. Okay, you uh, punch this guy clean in the face. <laughs> Uh, he staggers backwards, like out of this door, like on oh, my face. Oh my god, what the fuck! <laughs> and it's like blood. You, you, you've clearly like broken his nose, uh, and there's just like blood streaming down his mouth. Oh, I didn't. I didn't have to make then. And you're very, you're very close. Yeah, no, you, you, you landed a solid punch, but I think it's only one damage that you do with an unarmed strike. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So what? What? What next? <laughs> You're very close to drawing quite a lot of very, very unwanted attention. Uh, uh, I think we should all just, that. we could all just hide in the lake. I mean, like, we could all just run down to the tower and just, this could be our problem for later. We've only got 20 minutes with the, well, no, 15 probably. If I retract the feather hook once we get to the bottom of the lake, they can't follow us unless they could, they've also got feather hooks. But that's a skill, not an item they can buy from the shop. So, yeah. That's a good point. It might buy us they a could, bit of time. I, let's they just could use the uh, umbrellas from the store because that allowed them to... Ah, oh, they're going to uh, Mary Poppins that top. shit. Yeah. It's almost like I planned a series of physical challenges in this place that <laughs> are all solvable with things from the right. store. Right. <laughs> Shall we just... <laughs> uh, it's only taken us an hour to figure out. Oh, my out. God. <laughs> so, really should before... have put a time limit on it, shouldn't I? Do Can we... we think... Okay, go on. Do we think that we need to collect more things now or shall we just go back and forth? Because while we do have gills for a presumably about a quarter of an hour, presumably some of us can swim and so could go back separately uh, if required. Uh, that, well, There's nothing to stop Mike casting using that ability again. Yeah, I could just... Well, no, I know, but uh, yeah. I, I, only the fact that he is uh, dwindling AP will... Uh... I felt like we were close to the actual solution of this because it's a big ant who's a boss and there's a pillar in the middle, which is like the thing in the other room. I think we just go, we kill the ant, we grab whatever's in the pillar and then if they chuck us out, they chuck us out, that's fine. We'll have nicked whatever the high-value loot is from the inside. I think let's just do it. Let's just... Leg it, boys! Let's go! Down into the lake. Go, go, go! Are you taking the grappling hook with you? Yeah, after yeah. you slide down, I, yeah. we jimmy it and... Cool. Come on, LSB, we've got to go! Yeah. Okay, so you splash into the water, uh, uh, power your way across with a few minutes of gills remaining, and uh, the ants are still desperately all trying to kill each other to get a hold of some of these jizz beans, whatever they are. <laughs> No, they're not that. They're uh, <laughs> hallucinatory beans or something. I'm rolling on the wild magic table from D&D. It's fine. Uh, so, yes, and you you make it to the door. Uh, our clam and Balianator kind of both having a everlasting. Yeah. everlasting. Let's go for it. Num, 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 num. Uh, num, num. Yes, so you both go down to your half size and the four of you uh, carefully, well, six of you, carefully creep through this uh, doorway. And so in the middle of this room is this gigantic ice ant standing guard in front of this pedestal waiting for you. And what I'm, are you going to do? And we're all three foot tall. Uh, for the moment, yeah. For the moment. You have the option to reverse Some of us that. are always yeah. three foot tall. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and that's fine, but a lot of Get my, on top, my skills... <laughs> yeah! 
We can all pile Half the original up. size for up to an hour. So we'll have LSB and then four queer clam and FLSB. So just jump on each other, get a trench coat. It'd be great. <laughs> it's like Muppet Babies. <laughs> Oh, Come back, okay. cool. This is surely your. This is your like. This well, is this your is. Moment, but I'm free. Foot, I'm free enough foot tall now. Like this. Oh. I kind of, that's what I'm saying. I think you've still got. You've still got all your strength. I don't think. Oh. Like it doesn't mean that you half your. You know, oh. half your attack scores or anything like that. You can still do all your abilities. Okay. You're just, okay. Cool. You're just dinky. You're just um, four quarters normal size. Like Thumbelina. Great. I'm gonna do a, a um, what am I gonna do? I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an ability. I'm gonna do a wild attack. Fantastic. Okay, so you attack with reckless power, disregarding your safety. Describe a signature style for this attack and what it looks like when you make it. And then there's a series of uh, different results based on how you roll the die. So why don't you roll a twenty-sided die for us? God, eight. That's a that's an eight, which is a six to ten. So you deal double damage to the enemy, but they counter attack you. So God. that's cool. That's like that's still double damage. That's great. So you uh, talk me through it. Like, what does this look like? What is your um, signature style? So when you, when you I think her eyes just like roll back into her head, and she just le- <laughs> like oh, just sure. like like her mouth just goes slack and she just lets out this like bear roar like freezes the blood of her enemies but then she like rips into a backflip and like while pulling out her weapons like and fists or whatever it is like matrix style and like and then yeah just goes nuts so that's okay that's what happens i sound like a stroke in the open um what? Well, her eyes are on the back of her head. The eyes are on the back. Jaw goes slack. Toast, toast. You've been watching Moon. Have you been watching Moon Knight? Is this when Bailey and Aiden yeah. Jones turns into yeah, Stephen Grant? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, really good oh god, I've got a terrible accent. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're coming for you, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, well, um, he's great American, so you, uh, but not so much British. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, yes, that's easy when you grow up. There. <laughs> yes, uh, that's true. So he, I think he, oh no, he's got a man on or something, isn't he? Anyway, you, as you say, thunder forward and your axe, like you land a thunderous crack into the ice that surrounds this thing. Like this thing is in these sort of multiple cubes of ice, all sort of joining its limbs together, and you just right in the middle of it, huge splintering crack down the middle. But as you do this, your axe gets stuck for a second and it lunges forward at you uh, with its pincers. Oh. And it, it what's the what's the result for you there? Uh, okay. Double damage to the enemy, but they counterattack you. you. So I'm gonna yeah, you're going to take two damage from that. Damn. So okay. take your HP uh, down by two. Eight. Yeah, so you're now on eight HP. Yeah, so this thing grabs you with its claw uh, and, and ah. manages to like put a dent in your in your chest. Oh. Uh, Forquare, what do you do here? This feels like another time for a magic strike. Again, I'll um, overload the missile to increase the damage to four. Great. Is that another seven? Cool. Okay. So you're going to do half damage there. Your spell charges up and bursts out of you. Have you got a wand or a staff or something? Uh, I've like, got a staff. Is, uh, but, look like? uh, yes, I, I pointed the staff at, at the uh, the ant. 
the blast of, of energy comes out of the end of your staff and flies towards it and the ice around it acts as kind of armor so you you manage to widen that crack that Balianate has made um you heard me and uh, uh you you're you're definitely breaking down the defenses of this thing but it's still looking pretty sturdy clam how are you approaching this um makes sweet yeah, love clam, to it <laughs> clam well, even clam has limits he says um as he uses his newfound he power of thor projects his hands forward and goes taste this my prick and and fires a prickly thorn um at, uh, right. roll the die please 14 that's a 14 great uh so uh the thorn hits for two hp cool so you're still over by the door your thorn uh fires into this progressively widening crack in this main block of ice that the other two have made and that is kind of there as a wedge uh something that could if you hit it just right could really burst this this block of ice in two uh lsb you are currently in three parts how do you act <clears throat> as the swarm Okay, um, so one of my abilities is a sneak attack, and it says once per round I can do a sneak attack. Does that mean that I have to activate it on my turn and that's it? Or is it I can activate it when the time comes? Uh, there's not really a wait mechanic in this game. Like, you all take a turn, and then I take a turn on behalf of my sequence of mm -hmm. things. Um, yes, you can do that as, like, a reaction during the enemy's turn so yeah you can save that okay. and, and do it later cool so um yeah so we will we'll do a basic attack with a scimitar but what we'll do is basically run under the legs or whatever of the creature yeah. and sort of power slide and with a scimitar underneath to try and yeah, get yeah, behind yeah. it going for the crack okay oh yes um <laughs> always. Uh, okay cool yeah roll, roll the die okay. 13 13 great yes you you land your hit uh Managed to wedge the sword in and you hit for two points of damage. Ooh. The Frost Queen, mm. Alienator Jones, immediately in front of you, or sorry, immediately in front of this gigantic, sprawling ice ant thing. Uh, it rears back again. Uh, this time your, your axe pulls out and, and you hear the crack of the, uh, the ice as it comes out and you can see the, the thorn that Clam shot stuck in it. But it lunges forward. It's coming straight at you. Right. Uh, pincers snapping, uh, yep. uh, trying to get to you. So that is going to do... That's a 15, which is a hit. So that is going to do four damage oh. uh, to you. Damn. Uh, as it, oh, it no. manages to like knock you, stagger you backwards, uh, and, and oh, God. grabs hold of one of your arms, and it's, it's tearing at your arm. Oh, God. Okay. Ellis, if you would like to sneak attack now, you're very welcome to. Yes, we will We will sneak attack. So I'll deduct my AP um, to do a basic attack and see how we do. Whew. 16. That's 16, Woo! very good. Yep. Which of these AP cost things are you doing? Make a basic attack or... Oh, you can't. It's just a basic attack, yeah. Because it's a boss. Yeah, okay. Cool. So yeah, make your make your basic attack. Um, uh, so we'll take the the spike that was it, I club guess. and just smash it into whichever limb is nearest us. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's going to do two damage. Which I mean, this thing's got six legs, so you you manage to like basically snap one of them. They're very spindly, as ant legs tend to be, and you you pretty much tear it off at the block of ice that it's sticking out of, as it as it sort of staggers sideways. While we're here, why don't you take your take your turn 
for for the next round. We're doing a, a really Ellis heavy series of things. What, what do you do after getting this leg? Um, so as, as soon as the leg comes off, just say, "Ah, oh, we got one!" And three thumbs come out of the trench coat simultaneously, <laughs> and then <clears throat> um, the to- the top goblin has the scimitar again, and we'll just follow up on that spike club with the scimitar straight down um, into the next for another leg. Yeah, another okay. Leg. Roll for me. Eleven. That's another success. Yeah. So you, yeah, you your scimitar sweeps down and you slice through another one of these legs right by the ice uh and you you're this this huge frost ant has now been pr- impressively imbalanced uh to to one side and it staggers sideways uh alienator jones you are right here right in front of it oh god it's, why is it always me it's, it's let go of it's let go of your arm so this these, okay. these attacks of distracted it so your your arms are free now what do you do um so it's it's in front of you it's got a huge crack down the ice in the front of it with one of clam's thorns stuck inside it uh and it's missing two legs now so it's it's staggered sideways it's it's very prone to damage oh. let's say okay i'm just thinking either another wild attack maybe or um Ooh. charge uh what's charge do Basically, it charges, it charges at them and knocks them down. Basically, and it, but it, you lock um, your gaze. Yeah, yeah. You lock your gaze on a nearby destination, summoning all of your strength to charge towards it. You violently barrel through any foes in your path, knocking them down and dealing one damage to each of them. Creatures nice. you knock down are dazed and cannot use special abilities during the next turn. So, what are you aiming for? For like the pedestal? Is that what you're running towards? Yeah, I think. I think because we need to get there. Um, yeah. Okay. And just, just. To so sp- try. I'm not quite sure what will happen if I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, spend so spend the AP. Yeah. So you've got Plus to two. move your AP down to nine. Yep. yep. Cool. Now, do I roll for yes. this? Uh, no, it doesn't re- require a roll of the die. So you, cool. you knock them down and deal one damage. So you, yeah, as you crash through, you manage to, you know, these two legs missing, you like barrel forward basically, like, sh- you know, like a rugby player, shoulder forward. And just batter this thing sideways and it skitters onto its back and it's now lying back down, legs up in the air. Like a huge crack down the front of it. Exactly, yeah, like wriggling around. Little. Unable to move. Uh Fourquare. Uh Fourquare what, takes what out do? his long sword, which is uh, almost as long as he is tall. Uh, <laughs> Like a tripod. Swings it uh, uh, over his head and runs full pelt at this ant, jumping on it to drive the longsword into the crack. Roll for me. That's a hit. You leap with a an agility that is unexpected of <laughs> of a character of your stature. He's uh, 112. <laughs> yeah, who's 112. Uh, up into the air and you come down sword first, like hilt gripped, pointing downwards. And you plunge this sword straight into the, the this icy crack running down the middle of this guy. Uh, and you hit for 2 HP. It's now... You, so you are now standing on top of it on the slippery ice with your sword right in the centre of it. Clam, what do you do? Clam is going to take a quick invigorating swig from his magical brandy flask. <laughs> and then draw his rapier and shout, Kabla! And... Uh, Mm-hmm, dive mm-hmm. in much in the same fashion that um, that Fourquay did, um, except you know more swashbuckly and rapiery. Sure, uh, attacking attacking the uh, same so uh, the same crack. Yep, everyone's going for that crack. <laughs> okay, roll in. Oh, 
Here we go. Oh, oh that's how, a one. It's fine because I've been waiting for this. Hey, that's a one. Oh, um, that is what the game describes as a catastrophe. Uh, so what are we going to do about this? How are we going to respond to this? Oh, Jesus, God. Classic yeah. clam. One job, clam. <laughs> um, you miss. Okay. Substantially. <laughs> and that's, you, that's sig- just... you significantly misjudge what you were aiming to do. And you overshoot, basically sailing right over Forquay's head. You manage to get one foot on the ice block in the middle of this body, but it's a block of ice, you absolute goon. Uh, And you, like, skate down to the end, and you land leg first in the mandibles of this thrashing monster. And it it is going to hit you without... I'm not even rolling an attack here because you've basically run into its jaws and you're going to take four damage. Oh, oh man. As it, it wrenches your leg. You feel like you feel it like in your hip. You feel tendons tearing. It is brutal. And it is now the Frost Queen's turn. Oh. My iliotibial band. On your mouth. Oh, no. Who, who crunches down again. Ah, uh, I'll stop you there. In the hopes of... Yeah, go on. Because Clam is going to use Petrify. And petrify his clothing. Well, hang on, you, and I can do not, this as a reaction. It's not your turn. I can do this as a reaction. Indeed. Yes. Uh, yeah, you may cast the spell as a reaction to an incoming attack during another creature's turn. So, oh, right. as, cool. as I feel those mandibles crunching down, I am oh, okay. going to go. Make me wild's nature. Make me as hard as a man can be. <laughs> and turn turn my clothes to stone temporarily. <laughs> Okay, so the, the wording of this is you encase your armor or clothing with a chitinous shell. The shell absorbs up to 10 hit points of damage. If you were hit by a non-magical weapon, the weapon shatters to pieces. The carapace crumbles away immediately after it takes damage. You may cast this spell as a reaction to an incoming attack during another creature's turn. So that I'm going to roll for this attack. Good ability. And we'll see. Uh, and that's a failure. Um, so, you, I mean, you don't actually need to spend that AP given that I failed. So you can withdraw that if you want. It's good to know that you've got it, though. That's cool. Yeah, I think um, you need... But given the, hmm. given the queen failed, you, you don't actually need to cast the spell. So you, the queen attempts to crunch down on your leg, but you manage to wriggle free coming backwards. You're, you know, you're ready to cast this thing, but you manage to get free just in time. And it's now... That was the queen's turn. Forkware, you are in a commanding position, standing on top of the queen who has this big uh, hard spike right through the middle of her and is lying there wriggling, uh, having just missed Clam's leg. What do you do? do? This uh, feels like a marvellous time, given that my sword is pointing to the innards of this uh, this beast, uh, to once again use magic strike with with an overloaded missile to AP. So, yeah, I guess this comes out of the end of your sword. It does. Is that right? Uh, so you grip the sword and the magical energy flows through your arms and down straight through the blade and forms a expanding golden bubble of energy which explodes, shattering the body of this uh, this beast. The entire abdomen just 
blasts and the ice melts to steam around you uh, and you sort of fall through basically into the the guts of this thing uh, and you have defeated the frost queen congratulations So, now that you've done it, uh, the pedestal in the middle of the room, you hear that familiar crackling, fizzing sound that you heard in the in the first chamber uh, as golden sparks coalesce into uh, another little leather pouch uh, on the pedestal. Who's who's going for it? Uh, well, I'm closest, but I'm also a bit... I've also got full HP. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. Uh, but- uh, I'm not. I'm not going to spring in the tank. Oh, okay. This moment. I'll go. That's, that's, <laughs> so Bailey and okay, Jones cool. goes and picks it up. Okay, Bailey and Ada Jones, you pick up this leather pouch and you you carefully open it uh, and find a scrap of paper that uh, the the top of which lines up with the tear from the first scrap of paper, Ooh. and it has a single line of text on it. Uh, it appears to have been torn on both sides, uh, above and below this line of text, and it says, "Then scratch these lines upon the chart." to find the place where lives the bird. Hmm. The bird. So you've got the four lines you have so far are just three more lines will show the way to fame and fortune, hearth and home. To find the first, follow the signs beneath the sparkling crystal dome. Uh, The elder's tomb provides a second. uh, A holy place reveals the third. Then scratch these lines upon the chart to find the place where lives the bird. So... uh, I think that's that's probably a good place to uh, take a pause and, and cut mm. for the next session. Uh, everybody take, uh, let's say, 5 AP Ooh. for your excellent efforts there. Well, hey. Uh, and you can all learn a new ability before we get back together for the next session. All right. Um, so what will our heroes encounter next time? Uh, they know that they're looking for a tomb uh, and they're also looking for some kind of holy place Let's find out next time on the finite adventure thing. Quest room. <laughs> quest, that's the one, that's the name of the game. The finite adventure quest room. Bye <laughs> bye. So that was part two of the Infinite Escape Room quest. Name still pending, two parts in. Join us for part three, the penultimate part, next week, where we desecrate a tomb, miss a side quest and roll some very bad die. In the meantime, though, thanks very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and over at our website, infiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. If you've enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, then uh, why not sling us a buck or two via our Patreon programme? It's a really big help in keeping us online, and uh, we'll send longing looks of love your way. Anyway, we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye now.